discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Praise the Lord. Wow. Isn't it not beautiful? Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Is it a powerful instruction Wednesday already? You may humbly take your seats in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Okay, so instructions. Wow. Say instructions. Hebrews chapter 13. Tell your neighbor, obey them. It says, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. Obey them that have the rule over you. You must recognize that they have a rule over you. Hallelujah. You know, if, if your life cannot be controlled, do you, know, do you know why America is having the problem it's having now? How many of you know the American problem? How many of you know it? What is their current American problem? They can't control what? Their kids... They can't control their kids. It's one of the problems. Eh? What else? Millennials. LGBTQ. EFGH. I mean, everybody wants to be free. This afternoon, I saw a post of a, a man who says, who has been married for 30 years, had children, his children have grown and all that. He says he's now coming to live his life as a six-year-old girl. Because he's always wanted to be a small girl. So he's changed his hairstyle and he's wearing, you know, Kofi and Amma are going to school dress. That, that dress that is together. A dress. Huh. What? Pina what? Pina form. Pina form. He's wearing some with flowers inside and all that. He has put ribbons in his hair and he has taken a picture. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People are injecting. Come, Charles, come. He just came from, he just came from America, uh, I think on Monday or so. Was it Monday? When, when did you come? Tuesday. Uh-huh. I came with you from Accra on Wednesday. Give me a microphone. And you said some things to me when we were coming about some of your classmates and all. You told me about one classmate who is in the, uh, he's the in process the process. Of changing uh-huh. from a guy to a lady. So she keeps, he... You see, you can't even tell whether it's a he or she. They, they've, they've actually come up with new pronouns for them. So you call them Z and Z. So you and say, they are using it? Yeah, so Z is coming. You don't say he is coming or she is coming. Z is coming. Because he's in the middle. Uh-huh. Wow. So he keeps going to the hospital. And the bathrooms, is it true that they have created? They stopped that thing. They stopped that yeah. thing, okay. So because the person can decide that I'm a girl, so I'll enter the, the, girl the girl's side. If you create one that is for like a separate one, you are saying he's not normal. Okay. 
So you have to allow him to go where he wants to go. Uh-huh. So he goes to the hospital. They keep injecting him with some kind of hormones that are changing him gradually. Yeah. I thought it was a lady when I first saw, saw him. Saw Z. Saw Z. Z. And then someone, someone tapped me and said, you see that he, he was a guy turned into a lady. Wow. I actually spoke to her. And he was a cool person, but it was uncomfortable. There's also another lady in my class who is bisexual. She, she sleeps with boys and sleeps with, sleep with girls at the same time. And most of them, their parents don't know. They, don't, they can't tell their so parents. So this guy, for instance, so the, the parents, parents don't, don't know. know. Yeah. The guy who's changing into a Z, the parents do not know that she, he, she is changing. So he might just walk at home one day and it's a lady and have to tell them that I'm your son. And they are surprised. Surprise! Surprise, mommy. Thank you very much. Let's give a round of applause. Thank you. Yeah. That is the American problem. You see, the parents don't know. Everybody wants to be free. Freedom. 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 Everybody wants to be free. Yeah. No... No limit, no controls, no limitations, no boundaries, nothing. Yeah, everybody wants to be free. But freedom is the beginning of trouble. You see, America became what it is because there were a set of rules that was laid down by the founding fathers who picked it from the word of God. They used the Bible as their means of survival and creating the system that they have. But now they are throwing it outside so that everybody can be free because it limits you. Whenever you think that you are being limited and you want to be free, you should know that your problems are going to start coming very, very soon. Whenever you are not under any form of guidance, any form of instructions, any form of control, you should know that there's something wrong. You are not going to go anywhere. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You are in trouble. So God does not leave his church. I mean, just imagine if a child was allowed to do whatever he or she wants to do in the house. No, just just try and wrap your mind around it. If you check your neighbor's your neighbor's face and say, You, 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 if you were allowed, if you were allowed to just do whatever you wanted to do, will you be here? Oh, Salisius, will you be here? You will not be here. You will not be here. You, something might have happened to you a long time ago. So as soon as you, be, you extract guidance, instructions, chastisement, reproof, control out of a man or a woman's life, the person is in trouble. And the fact that you are growing old does not mean that you don't need to have, you don't need to have anybody give you instructions. What do you mean by you are 18? You are eating my foot. What do you mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> that is why you, you have trouble. That is why you have problems. I also saw another video today of a certain old man who they were asking him of two options. The first option was that if you have the option of staying with your wife for the rest of your life, that's option A. If you have the option of staying with, the, with your wife for the rest of your life. Or B. When we are going to mention the B, say, I like B. 
He doesn't know what is in B, but he says, I like B. I, I just like B. Do you have the video? Who has it? You, you can play it if you have it. You have it. Give it to them so that they can see what I'm talking about. The, man's, the way the man says it is very nice. I want option B. He doesn't know what is inside option B. But no matter what is inside option B, as for A, dear, I don't like. Hey! What a shock. Why is he talking like that? Because even marriage... Eh, marriage. You need to be taught who to marry. You need to be told. It's in the Bible. Though. You need to be told. Go here. Marry here. Do this. You see, the art of following. Do you know Isaac in the Bible? My, I'm Isaac. My name is, if you don't know, my name is Isaac. Some people don't know that. <laughs> my name is Isaac. But my name is Isaac. You are surprised. It's part of my, that is my first name. <laughs> Only that the schools, I, all the schools I went to, there were more than one, all my classes, there were more than one Isaacs in my class. I could be in a class with three Isaacs, or four Isaacs, or two Isaacs, and to differentiate us, they mention your surname. You get it? Uh huh. So my surname is Uti Boateng, so they'll just say Uti. Uh-huh. So that's how come that has become my the the one I respond to. But I'm also Isaac. <laughs> if you read in the Bible concerning Isaac, eh, that if you want to follow Isaac, Isaac was a success. It was a very big success. And one of the major key things about Isaac's life was the fact that Isaac was given instructions concerning a wife. You see, Isaac allowed his father to choose a wife for him. <laughs> yeah, he allowed his father to choose a wife. Can you, can you do that? For someone to choose a wife for you. Or a husband for you. Yeah, because Isaac never saw Rebecca. They never met nothing. He was, in the, he was in the field meditating when the servant brought the woman. And then he married. That was it. Finish. And it worked. They were married till they, they both died. No divorce, nothing. But because of freedom these days. Uh, Pastor, my heart is not inside this one. Pastor, my heart is here. You will see. <laughs> You will know. You see, mar- marriage is not, it's not normal. Oh. Marriage is not normal. Oh. How many of you know marriage is not normal? It's not a normal thing. Oh. No, 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 it's not a normal thing. Marriage is like a besieged city. Do you know a besieged city? A city that is under attack. All those who are outside the city, that those, those who are attacking, want to come inside. They believe there's something good inside the walls that they need to come to, come for. So they are coming with vim. And all those who are inside, also want to come out because there's fire coming. They know that there's fire coming. They know the fire they are inside, inside their buildings. Yeah, that's how marriage is. No matter what you say about marriage, you still want to marry anyway. Yeah. Oh, you still want to marry. That's how it is. Yeah. But those, when they marry, they realize that after two months, <laughs> pastor, share, two months. I, I know some people who have, they are trying to file for divorce. The marriage lasted three months. I know it personally. It's not something that I've heard and someone is telling me. Three months. Yeah. Three months. They got married in February. March, April, May. May. We want a divorce. Yeah. The guy came to me. Pastor, I want a divorce. I can't stay in this marriage. I don't like it. Yeah. Because people will not listen to instructions concerning don't marry here. Don't marry there. Don't marry here. The Bible is full of instructions. Yeah, it's full of instructions. Yeah. 
I don't know if I should show you some of those things. Yeah. Instructions. And there are blessings with, the, with following the instructions. Following what you are told to do. Yeah. If you are the type who doesn't want to hear anybody, anything, I'll do what I want to do. Yeah. Obese we are independent. Obese we are independent. Hey. Obey. Tell me about obey. Is it ready now? Is it ready now? Let's let's watch it. <laughs> okay, let's watch it now. The man is on the screen. Is he his age? It's an old man. Option A is to stay with your wife for the rest of your life. Option B. 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 Option B. You have two options. Option A is to stay. Hold on. Let's let's watch, let's watch it again. Start. Start option it. You have two options. Option A is to stay with your wife for the rest of your life. Option B. 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 I'll choose B. You have two options. A. I don't care what is in B. B is better than A. No matter what, B is better than A. A. Even if it's suicide, B is better. What a shock. That guy has been surprised for a long time in his life. Long time. Because marriage is not, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. <laughs> it's not a joke at all. You need to be smart. Yeah. Yeah. God told them, listen, don't marry any of these Canaanites. That was, what the, that was the instruction of God. Don't marry any of these Canaanites. Do you know how this guy started missing the blessings of God for his life? Esau. Esau. You see, what I'm saying is in Genesis chapter 27. Okay? Let's, let's look at it. I think it would be good if we just... It's not part of my notes, but as I'm talking to you, it's just coming to me to say. So, I don't know who it is or whatever, but I just, I just feel like I should show it to you. I'm in love. I don't know that this one is Your mouth. Genesis chapter 20, there's one in 20, 27, but the one in 26 carries on into 27. So let's look at 26, Genesis 26. Let's read verse 34. Genesis 26, 34. And Esau was 40 years old when he took to wife Judith, the daughter of Berai the Hittite, and Bashima, the daughter of Elon the Hittite. These are Hittites. These are children of Canaan. Offer two. He didn't take one, he took two. But his mother, you see, when his father, when Esau's father was going to get married, Esau's father is Isaac, when he was going to get married, Abraham told his servant to put his hand on his thigh and swear by God that he would not take a wife from that place for his son. Go to chapter 24, verse 1. And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham, had, Abraham said unto his elder servant of his house, that ruled over all that he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make thee swear by the Lord, eh? the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of Canaan among whom I dwell, but thou shalt go unto my country and to my kindred and take a wife unto my son Isaac. It's an instruction from the Lord. Yeah. Don't take any wife from here. Fast forward, 26. 
34. Esau is on the scene. He's coming to take a wife. And he takes a wife from the place that his grandfather says not to take a wife. Swear! Don't take a wife from here. He goes to take two. That was how he missed his birthright. This was the missing of the birth. So he was not going to get it. Yes, it had been prophesied that the younger shall be greater than the older and all that. But these are the steps he took. These are the steps he took to show that he was going to miss the thing. Because he doesn't hear. Like the thing that is laid down clear. Don't go here. You say, Pastor, you have no idea. Me, I was built for this. I was born for this. I can handle all things. I can, in fact, Pastor, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Don't worry. When you are crying, when you start crying, who will cry? Who will cry with you for two minutes? Like my wife would say, I will pray for you for one minute. But that's it. I'll, I'll, I'll just move and go and do whatever I have to do. You want me to be crying over you. Why? I the reason why I'm alive. Yeah, these are the words of my wife. And I, I agree. I agree fully. And this was 40 years old when he took to wife Judith, the daughter of Berai the Hittite, and Bashamet, the daughter of Elon the Hittite. Next verse. Which were a grief of mind unto Isaac and to Rebekah. They were a grief of mind. Other versions. Let's read other versions. And they made life bitter and a grief of mind and spirit for Isaac and Rebekah, their parents-in-law. Yeah. Because of someone you marry, you can't talk to your father anymore. Oh, yeah. You marry somebody, you can't do some things any longer. <laughs> they turn out to be thorns in the sides of Isaac and Rebecca. It's only demons who are described as like this. Yeah. Because you know, go here. As we talk, they watch. Oh, Nala, beautiful. Be there. Go to Genesis chapter 27. 27 now. You see, in 27, in 27, that was when Esau lost the birthright. That was when uh, Jacob was blessed by Isaac. The blessing that belonged to Esau came to Jacob. Jacob got it. Jacob was not mine at this point. So by 27, he had taken the blessing. And then look at, look at verse, uh, verse 26. So, at this point, at this point, eh, remember, Jacob has gotten the blessing. He, this guy has missed it. Jacob has gotten the blessing now. Verse 43. Let's read verse 43. Genesis 27, 43. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice. This is, this is Rebekah talking to Jacob. He says, obey my voice and arise. Flee down to Laban, my brother, to Haran. And tarry with him. A few days until thy brother's fury or anger turns away. Because he had taken the blessing and he was angry. Esau had inherited curses. Until thy brother's anger turned away from thee. And he forget that which thou hast done to him. Then I will send and fetch thee from thence. Why should I be deprived also of you? Of you both in one day. I don't want to lose both of you in one day. Next verse. And Rebekah said to Isaac. I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob take a wife of the daughters of Heth, such as these which are of the daughters of the land, that what good shall my life do me? He was talking about the, the ladies that Heth is the Hittite. He's talking about Esau's wives. 
Since Rebecca said to Isaac, I am, go, go back, go back. I am weary of my life because of the daughters of heaven. If Jacob should also take a wife of the daughters of heaven, such as these which are of the daughters of the, of the land, what good shall my life do me? I don't want this one. So, next verse. verse that's verse, chapter 20, verse 1. And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him. Okay? Now, this blessing is not the same as the birthright blessing. But this blessing, the content is the same as the birthright blessing. So, even if uh, Jacob had not cheated Esau out of the blessings and had married where God wanted him to marry, he would have gotten this blessing anyways. Because the content is the same. It says, and Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him. Charged him like a father. I'm giving you instructions. Don't move here. Don't marry here. Move out. And he said unto him, thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Don't even try it. Esau knew it too. Esau knew it. They were always teaching in the church. Don't get they always teach in the church. Every time Isaac would stand there with preaching. Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. As Esau is looking at him, look at this, these hips. <laughs> Daddy, you, you, there's something wrong with you. We are talking about hips. You say what? Juicy hips. Voluptuous breasts. Yeah, jellyfish type of breasts. You say what? We should not. These, uh, your, your, your kid, whatever, Laban's people, that their bottles are flat. There's nothing there. There's no breast. Nothing. You will be surprised that the breast and the, the bottles will not mean anything after some time. You are surprised. You'll be surprised that the deep voice and the hairy chest will not mean anything. The six pack will become one pack. <laughs> and Isaac called Jacob. He says, don't, don't, arise. Don't pick anyone from here. Arise. Go to Padan Aram. To the house of Bethuel. Thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from thence of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. Go somewhere else and go and take a wife. Next verse. And God Almighty bless thee, and make thee fruitful, and multiply thee, that thou mayest be a multitude of people. Is that not the blessing of Abraham? Next verse. And give thee the blessing of Abraham. Sharp. It is linked. It was linked to marriage. It was linked to marriage straight away. Yeah. And give thee the blessing of to thee and to thy seed with thee, and that thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. Yeah. It's linked to marriage. Yeah. So when we are talking, it's like, oh, so why are they talking too much? Why are they thinking, give me, give me. Don't you know that I'm growing? I have to marry. Don't you know that this one? You will see. You will know. The Bible is emphatic. It says, How can two work together? I said to be agreed. It says, How can you yoke, be unequally yoked with unbeliever, with an unbeliever? No, you're a lady. The guy who is proposing to you and who is sleeping with you. Now, as I'm talking to you. It's a Muslim. He's a Muslim. He's a Muslim. He's a Hinduist. He's an atheist. And you don't care. Pastor, I'm in love. Anti God, what? Christian. He's a Christian, but he's anti God. He doesn't like God much. Hey, 
It's worth the way too. Yeah. Hey, marriage can be bitter. More bitter than queen tonic. You know queen tonic? More bitter. Very bad. Like, hey. You can't believe it. It's more bitter than mighty power. Or living bitters. Do you know living bitters? That's your bitters. It's more bitter than that one. Hallelujah. So, it's very important. It's very, very important. You see, it's very, very important. You have to, you have to be wise. Okay? Yeah. The fact that there are no whips around. You know, like, hey, move, move here. You know, like we are not spanking you. There are no kings. We don't have kings. We don't have any of those things beating you or anything like that. So it's like, oh, who are these people? Who do they think they are? It's a pastor, so what? It's my choice. You don't know. I told you last week, God gives. God gives us shepherds after his own heart. Yeah. It's not normal. It's not normal. It's not normal at all. It's not normal at all. Yeah. God gives shepherds after his own heart to pasture you, to help you, to guide you, to understand the scriptures, to guide you in life. And if you don't listen to them, you are going to lose your life. You are going to mess out. And I want to show you some. Go back to that place. Okay, this is okay. Jeremiah 3 verse 15 says, and I will give you pastors according to my own heart. I will give you pastors. So if someone is in your life as a pastor, it's not normal. It's God who has given it. But God, you see, God does his things in such a way that it is not normal. He doesn't do it the way that you think he should do it. Do you get it? I mean, if, if God is coming here on earth, how do you think he should come? Pump and pageantry. God should just open the heavens and come at a time that everybody will see him. Like they will come during the second advent. He should have come like that the first time. As he's coming, the heavens just open and he's coming on his throne. Then angels, one million on the left, one million on the right, all sounding a trumpet. Then God will become That's how God should have come. Like an Ashanti king. But he didn't come. He came as a baby. Only baby. Do you know baby? As a helpless baby in a manger in Bethlehem. In some corner somewhere. That was how he came. Chased by Herod. Herod was looking for him to kill him. God. He had to run. They had to take him to Egypt for years. Yeah. So when God is giving you a pastor, it will not be it will not be like that. It will not be like that. It will be a very simple, normal something. Normal. Like we are just advising you. Oh, how are you? What's going on? Well, I hope you are doing well. Oh, it's powerful. Okay, so I think you should. So you should be coming to church. I'm just suggesting. It should come like suggestions, like normal conversation, normal something. No, nothing like that. Nothing like that. Normal. So if you're not careful, you just, you just miss it. Like that. Miss it sharp. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be smart. When you realize that, hey, I can hear this people's voice. They care about me. 
like when they talk, I, my spirit bears witness with their spirit. Then it means that God has given that person to you. I showed you, I showed you on, I don't want to be repeating myself. That's why last week I showed you, you see, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4 and verse 5. It's very, it's, these are very, very important scriptures. Go, go to that place. 1 Corinthians 3, 4 and 5. It says, For while one said, I'm of Paul, and another, I'm of Apollos, are ye not carnal? Next verse. Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos? Who are these people? It says, But ministers, they are ministers by whom ye believed. They are ministers by whom ye believed. Even as the Lord gave to every man, God gives to every man someone by whom you will believe. If you are sitting in this church and realize that your faith is rising. As the word of God comes, your faith is rising. You are hearing the word. You are becoming a better person. I mean, not all your problems have left. It's not all your problems that have left. Jesus stayed with the disciples for, for three and a half years. Judas's problem did not leave. So the day it killed him. I mean, it's not, it's, uh, even Jesus. So it's not all your problems that will leave at once. You understand? Uh-huh. But we are culturing you, we are growing you gradually. Yeah. Just obey them. Obey those who have spiritual authority over your life. So you, mu- you must admit. If you don't admit, Psalm 23, verse 1, it's very important. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. Who is acknowledging who as his shepherd? David is acknowledging the Lord as his shepherd. You must acknowledge that this is my shepherd. If you don't acknowledge it, we can't help you much. We can't say much. We can't say much. Even when it is glaring that you are making a mistake, we'll be quiet because when we go and say it, hey, and now, what type of church is this? That they are, it's like they want to know about our lives. Who else should we know about? No, who else should we know about? Like, who else should we know about? You know, because of you, we're here. How do you say that in English? I know the reason why we are here. <laughs> oh, you know the reason why? So, we must know your life. A lot of people's lives are closed. No, it's like we don't know what's happening with you because you know that what you are doing is wrong and you don't want to be exposed. So, you have multiple blankets. In the church, spiritually speaking, you have covered yourself like this. But you are like a ninja. You don't want us to know. You sneak in and you sneak out. Yeah. As soon as the service ends, pa, 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 you are gone. You won't wait for interaction. When someone calls, oh, how are you? <laughs> Why, pa? I'll be back. When in the church, you are quiet. You don't talk much. You don't. Very quiet. Very quiet. That's why you are dying. You are going to be dying slowly. Slowly, silently. You will not open up and say what is wrong with you so that we can help. Because it's not everything we see by the Spirit. Yeah, It's not everything we see by the Spirit. Paul will write and say, I hear there are divisions among... He heard it. He didn't see it by the Spirit. He was not praying. And God showed him there are divisions in the church. No. He heard it by news. I hear. That's their divisions. Yeah. He will say, I, I hear there's fornication amongst you, such as is not named and mentioned even among unbelievers. I am hearing. Because he can hear the thing. Hey, this one has just, he has broken seven girls' virginity. Hey. He will say, hey, tell the church. It's like we are rearing lizards in the church and snakes in the church. Yeah. He was hearing. You will not say. You will not talk. You will not open up. When we ask you, how are you? I'm fine. I'm shining. I'm a, I'm a burning and a shining light. 
be there. Eh? First Corinthians 5 1. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you. It is reported. I'm a titty. I'm hearing. I'm not the one who said it. Pastor Kia who said it. Yeah. So, God gives you people, gives you men. Look at Pastor Kobe is suffering on your life. You don't think he's your pastor. Look at Pastor Alex is suffering because of you. Yeah, Pastor Kia is having sleepless nights because of some of you. And then when she says, come. Who are these people that keep calling people that we should come and come and stay? Why should we come around? Okay. Look. Let's look in the Bible. Go to the, Bible, the book of Luke. Yeah, maybe you think that. Hallelujah. I'm a man subject to authority. I say unto this man, go, and he goeth. And unto this one, come, and he cometh. Luke chapter 7. Let's read from verse 1. Luke 7 from verse 1. Now when he had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. And a certain centurion servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. A centurion is a soldier over a minimum of a hundred people. And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the, G- of the Jews, beseeching him or asking him that he would come and heal the servant. I want you to come and come and heal my servant. Next verse. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this. The guy was worthy. Next verse. For he loveth our nation and he has built us a synagogue. It's good you build churches for the Lord. God will have mercy on you by building, when you build his church. Then Jesus went with them, and when he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him. As Jesus was on his way, the centurion sent friends to him, another batch of friends to Jesus. Listen, saying unto him, Lord, don't trouble not yourself, for I am not worthy that thou shouldest enter under my roof. I don't want you to come close to my house because I'm a sinner. You are too righteous. Don't come. But, you see, next verse. Wherefore neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. Like, say it. Just say in a word. You see, just say in a word that my servant is healed, and my servant will be healed. You don't need to come. Just say a word. Then he explained why he's saying to Jesus to say a word. Next, look at the next verse. For I also am a man set under authority. I am set under authority. I having an army soldiers. And I say unto one, go. And he goeth. And to another, come. And he cometh. And to my servant, do this. And he doeth it. I have authority. I'm a man set under authority. I have authority. And I have people under me. Now, we read in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Obey them that have the rule over you. Go, go back, go back to that place so that I can show you the linkage, okay? Can I, can I help you with it? Let's read the Amplified. The Amplified clarifies it some more for us. Obey your spiritual leaders and submit to them, continually recognizing their authority over you. 
recognize the authority over you. This man says that I'm a man who is set under authority. And there are people under me. Those who are under me, when I say to them, go, they go. When I say come, they come. When I say do this, they do it. So if you believe that we are the authority in your life, then when we say go, what should you do? When we say come, you just move. When we say do this, you don't say, ah, why, why are you always talking like that? This pastor there, he likes talking power. Every time he's giving instructions. He doesn't like me. See, and Jesus acknowledged, Jesus said, there's no man in this Israel that I've walked in. I've not found anyone who has this much faith. Nobody has this much faith. And you see, he said, I'm, I'm also a man set under authority. He knew that Jesus was set under authority and has some angels that he works with that if he says they should go, they will go. If he says they should come, they will come. He will have certain influences happening on the servant's life. If you are not set an authority, how can Jesus say some things for some things to happen in your life? Like an angel is sent and the angel can't do much. When he sees your face like, God, stop sending me to this lady. The face is not nice at all. He doesn't, she, doesn't, she doesn't obey. She doesn't respect. She doesn't respect the pastors. Yeah. That's what will happen. If you are set an authority, we should be able to call you. Come. We should say, come for Sunday service. And it shouldn't be a struggle. Like, like we have to come and bundle you with a mattress. We have to bundle you in your mattress that you slept on last night. And use tie to wrap the mattress and carry you to church. Why? All because we want to help your life become better. No, what are we doing? Are we, are we smoking in the church? Have you seen we? We are smoking. We are just rolling. As you come, then the pastor will be rolling. <laughs> Roll it, roll it now, roll it now, roll it now. Pa. Is that what you are seeing in the church? What are we doing in the church? Or you think we are, we are here because of your offerings? We are not here because of your offerings. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. I've been pastoring for some time now. Offerings, eh? They are very serious. <laughs> One day we had a service. And we had all kinds of people in the service. This is as a folk. Our parents had come. We were making some people pastors. We, were, we had about, let's say, 350, 400 people in the church. Plenty of people. This was 2015. This is 2015. No, it's 2013. When I was made a reverend minister, 2013. It's different from that one. That one, too, similar issue, similar. All of us were there. There was a tent downstairs. People were inside. Yay, plenty of people. And then we took offering. With buses, we took offering. It was 2013. About 350 people. We took offering. The offering was 1,400 Ghana cities. Now, the Wednesday before that, when it was just us in the church, small people, we had 4,000 Ghana cities as offering. Small boys and girls. When our older people had come with them to they had to do them to How do you say that in English? How do you say that in English? They had what? They had organized their cloth on their shoulder. And they had come like, like they are big men. And we took offering. <laughs> I couldn't believe. I was a thousand for, I think it was like 700 ganasis or so. Or 700 ganasis. Very hey, I couldn't believe my eyes. I said, no, someone stole some of the offering. No, 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 no. Someone stole the offering. 
God, you see, God, God does not, it's not, you are not, the, you are check how much you have been giving. And check what we are able to do with the money that you bring. You know that it's not really your offering. It's God just doing his own thing. If you decide not to, if you decide to get out and not come back again because you think that we are, you, we are taking money out of you. Ah, that thing will be done without you. Oh, you don't know. It will be done without you. Shapka. Shapka. When we're building this place, eh? one person will come and stand here and give 50,000, one person, 50,000 Ghana cities. Oh, pastor, God is leading me to do this. So he'll give 50,000, one person. Do you know how long it takes to raise what, 50,000 cities? One person will come and, pastor, 50,000. One person will come, pastor, 20,000. One person, one, one human being, so just come. That's how God works. He has his own people. Don't, don't, those who care about his house, he'll work with them. So also, because of my offering, you guys are bringing me to church because of my offering. What are you talking about? What, what, what are you talking about? What are you saying? What are you, what, why, why, why are you behaving like that? You're one city that you will select. Even now you do selection. You put your hand in your pocket and you are doing selection. You just check. The, you know normally the big money is at the last part. So you check. You know that the 50 cities is at the back. The 20 is in the, 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 before. Then the 10 is. Then the 5. Then the 1 is. Then you remove. You go to the middle straight. And then you add some coins. You put your hand under your pocket like that. Carry the coins and put it inside. But we are not complaining. We are not saying, are we saying, are we complaining? We are not complaining. We are here with you. We know Boka. We're there. Yeah. So you have to be, you have to be, like, you have to be smarter than, than, than what normal people are. You know? It's very important. It's not because of money. We are not here because of money. We want to help you. Because we have been led to you. Yeah. We didn't meet by accident. We are in your life for a reason. God has brought us into your life for a reason. We keep talking to you and seeing all kinds of because God says we should. That is why we are doing what we are doing. There's nothing in the church with my name on it. Not even a single thing. No microphone has, has my name on it. The building does not have my name on it. The land does not have my name on it. Those, the ones in that car does not have my name on it. So they sent me some pictures of lands in, in hope that they want us to buy. My name is not going to be on it. My, my name is not on anything. Yeah. My name is not anything. We keep getting new auditoriums and whatever. My name is not on anything. It's not my church. It is our church. We are all inside. I'm your pastor, basically. Are you, not, are you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you must recognize. It's important. If you don't recognize, then we will be annoying to you. Yeah, we'll be so annoying to you. Like, ah, who are these people? David said, the Lord is my shepherd. If you acknowledge that the Lord is your shepherd through this person, then you will not want. You will really not want. Yeah, you will really not want. Because it says, listen, obey them that have the will over you and submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls. They watch for your souls. You don't know, but they are watching for your souls. As they that must give an account, that they may do it with joy. They watch over your souls. We are watching over your souls. We pray for your prosperity. You should see my wife wake up in the morning and say, Pastor, let's pray. She's the one who leads us in prayer every time. She say, Pastor, let's, let's pray. pray. Come, let's pray. Let's pray for the people. You are our topic, prayer topic. Every time that we pray together, let's pray for the prosperity of the church. Let's pray for their increase. Let's pray for everyone. Their increase. They will be there. As I'm sleeping, sometimes I'll be praying and I'll just sleep. Go, la, 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 la. I'll just go. Then she'll kiss me. I'll just wake up. I'm choking myself. Yeah. I will pray. As though you are our children. Oh. As 
stole you. As long as I gave birth to you. I didn't give birth to you. But there's a burden. There's a spiritual burden that has, God has put on us to do what we are doing. That's why we are doing it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Go to Acts chapter 2 verse 42. It's very important. These are very, very listening to instructions like recognize that this person is really my shepherd. He's really my pastor. Yeah? And open your heart. You see, open your, As long as you are insulting me, you cannot receive anything from me. Do you know that? As long as you are criticizing me, you cannot receive anything from me. Or you don't know. Yeah. Even if you don't have... We know, we are aware. Anybody you criticize or insult is aware of his problems. We all have problems. Everybody, don't you have a problem? We all have problems. Are you perfect? Sometimes you, are, you look into the mirror and realize that your nose has, your nose has just moved small. That's shifted. You realize that your forehead is divided in a certain way. It's like... A hill, then a valley, another hill. Like you see, you see your problems. And I just look at your bottles, you're like one is bigger than the other. You know. We know we have faults. Everybody knows. We are conscious of it. Don't remind us. We already know. Hallelujah. Look at this verse. Okay? Look at this verse. This was when the church started fresh. I mean, what made the church go forward? He's showing what made the church go forward. Okay? He says, and they continued steadfastly. The people who go up on again. Okay, go up. Let's read from verse 40. So that we understand even some more. From verse 40. Peter preached a powerful message. 3,000 people gave their lives to Christ. And then they came into the church. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. This is Peter talking. Then they, they that gladly received his word were baptized. All those who received his word gladly. Believed all those who believed through the preaching of Peter were baptized, and the same day were added unto them about three thousand souls. Three thousand souls came into the church at once by one preaching. What a powerful preaching! I pray that God gives me grace to have a powerful preaching uh, 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 anointing like this. As you preach, three thousand people, it's a blessing. Oh, yeah, look at the next verse, verse 42. And those who are coming continued steadfastly. Do you understand steadfastly? They continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Let's, let's read the Amplified. If you have NIV, it will be very great too. I don't know if you have NIV. But Amplified is powerful. NIV. Okay, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Hmm? Go to Amplified. And they steadfastly persevered Devoting themselves continually to the instruction. Have you seen it? They steadfastly persevered. Devoting themselves. You see that they persevered in devoting themselves. In in the instructions of the apostles. Yeah. The instructions of the apostles. They... Like, Charlie, no matter what, we listen to what these people are saying. Because there are so many voices around that are talking to you. Instagram has a voice. Facebook has a voice. WhatsApp has a voice. Your friends have a voice. Your parents have a voice. Your enemies have a voice. The devil has a voice. All types of voices. Yeah. And God also has a voice that he, he brings through his ministers. Listen, don't, don't mistake what I'm talking about. You shouldn't be coming to ask me about uh, foolish questions. 
You see, pastor, I want to buy bread. Should I go? No, I mean, what bread? Which bread should I buy? A one or or B Foster? Which one are we talking? About? I mean, I mean, why should you come and ask such such a question? Pastor, I'm going to Accra. Should I go? If you can go, be there. Ah, what is your problem? STC, Pastor STC or VIP or which one? Or flight? Which one? That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I hope you understand. That's not what I'm talking about. Too. And you see, there's a place of the Holy Spirit in your life to instruct you. Do you understand? Uh-huh. It's important. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The Holy Spirit does that. First John 2.20 you have an unction from the Holy One. And you have no need that any man teach you. Teach you. He's talking about the inward teachings of the Spirit. In first John, go to 1 John 2, 20, and then we'll read 20, 27. But you have an unction from the Holy One. And you know all things. He says you know all things. Verse 27. Verse 27. But the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the anointing. But the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you. And you need not that any man teach you. Have you seen it? You don't need that any man should teach you. But as that same anointing teacheth teach you of all things, and it's truth, and it's no lie, and even as it has taught you, ye shall abide in him. This is the teaching, the inward teachings of the Holy Spirit, which you must develop with time. It's important. You understand? But the Holy Spirit teaches you, okay, through his word, as you have been taught in church. Do you understand? Yeah. Because it's a place of pastors too. We don't take the place of the Holy Spirit. I don't have to take the place of the Holy Spirit in your life. Do you understand? No, I can't do that. I'm not the Holy Spirit. No, I can't do that. Okay, so that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about allowing yourself to be told, to be given instruction, to be reproved, to be corrected, to be directed, to be guided, to be trained. Our job is to confirm what the Holy Spirit is telling you. That's our job. To confirm whether what you are hearing is really from the Holy Spirit. Teach you to hear his voice. We teach you to hear the voice of the Spirit. We teach you to follow God some more. We teach you to take deeper steps with God. Basically. So don't mistake what I'm saying. Okay? Go back to Acts chapter 2 verse 42 where we're reading. And they steadfastly persevered. All those who have been born again steadfastly persevered. Devoting themselves continually to the instruction and fellowship of the apostles. Instruction and fellowship. We say, get podcast. What is that? How can you know what we are saying if you are not hearing us? How can you know? How can you know? You would not know if you are not, you are not hearing us. They devoted themselves to the teachings of the apostles. The teachings. That's what the NIV said. The teachings of the apostles. The teachings and the fellowship. The fellowship of the apostles. The fellowship. How can we be in fellowship if you are not hearing me continuous, continuously? If when we invite you to come over and you don't come, you must learn how to, to treasure five minutes of fellowship with your pastor. Five minutes. Sometimes people say, some people are supposed to meet me. And after church, I'm standing here. People are meeting me. People come. I have to talk to you. This one, talk to this one. Then you are standing around. Then you go. Ah, what happened? Oh, pastor, you were talking to so many people. There were so many people around you. What? I, I was busy. 
What, what are you talking about? <laughs> Watch it too much. The chain of the pastor is going to be your salvation. It's going to be your salvation. The fellowship of the, 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 the apostles. Fellowship. Yeah. Some of you are thinking some of our pastors. You take, you take it ordinary. You go, you poo poo in the, in the toilet. You don't even flash. Leros caste, pele groche. You go, you flash their strength of poo in, in their thing. Plenty. You will be on the toilet seat. You don't clean, you go. Then your pastor comes and that's, that's what is there. Eh? That's another message. That's another message. Breaking of bread and prayer. Instructions. They, they paid attention to their instructions. Always listening to see whether something will come from what is being said. Yeah. Because your life depends on it. Your life depends on it. Sometimes you want to know what to do. Listen to the messages. Yeah. As you are listening, you would know. Yeah. That I should go here, I should do that. You see, the reason why I listen to messages eh, is because of the, the, the decisions that I can make through one message. <laughs> I can be listening to my fathers, those who, are my, those who are my instructors, my fathers. When I listen to them, oh, if I'm listening to Bishop Dag, I mean, too many instructions, too many things that come. Do this, do that, do That's how I'm being guided. I've never been to Bible school. I've never been to Bible school, not for even 30 seconds. I've never been to Bible school. Yeah, but I'm your pastor. How am, how am I succeeding? I'm succeeding because I am listening continuously to do this, do that, go here, do this. Instructions that are not by words even, but by actions. You see, the instructions are not only words, it's also actions. Look at your pastor and what he does and what he does not do. You two don't do the same thing. Don't do it. If he doesn't do this, you two don't do it. If he doesn't, you two do it. When Jesus told uh, Peter, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. What did Jesus teach him? What did Jesus teach Peter? Did you, did you see any teaching sessions? 75 uh, meetings. Okay, now how to do outreach? Do it like this. This one, do it like this. How to make decisions along the lines of this. Do it like this. Did you see anything like that? No, something like that. They were, they were taught by just watching, following, just watching, instruct. That is, that is how, that is the best form of teaching. Just watching to learn. Yeah, not the ones we do in the university. The one that we do in the university is not correct. That is why you don't remember anything after the university. You know, you're at university, you finish university, but you don't know anything. Have you realized you don't know anything? You don't even remember your index number. You don't, you don't know anything. I don't know if you remember your index number. You remember your index number? How about you? Maybe if you finished school not long ago. I mean, I finished school 11 years ago. I don't remember. Even my master's, I don't remember. I remember PG, but apart from that, I don't remember. Yeah. So, Instructions. Say instructions. Yeah. They devoted themselves. Then they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. And fellowship. You treasure those moments. Hmm? Treasure those moments. Oh, come, let's talk. Let's talk. You learn one or two things. She's, she's one of our pastors in our churches in, in Medina, in Accra, Medina Church. She texted me that she's coming to Kumasi for, uh, for work. She wants to see me. She can't wait to see me. Maybe I will not even talk to her. But she's here. <laughs> Maybe I may not talk to her. <laughs> yeah. A pastor from Winneba came here. I spoke to him here. He's finished. I don't, I've not spoken to him again. 
but just being around. Do you understand what I'm saying? You will learn one or two things that will make you wise, to make you wiser. You should, you should know, you should know that, you, you see, if you don't learn how to learn by observation, your wisdom is small. <laughs> like you can't learn by observation, just observing. Wow. Look at how they are doing it. Look at how they are saying it. Wow. It means me to have to say it like this. I have to do it like this. I have to go like this. We may not call you and say, listen, you do this, do this. But as we are preaching, you realize the Holy Spirit is talking to you. I'm talking to you outside. The Holy Spirit is talking to you inside. You would, like some decisions are coming to your mind. Be careful, this thing. I'm, I, sh- I shouldn't do this. So I should go here. I should do that. Things are just coming to you. If you will take advantage of that, you will start your life is guided. You are guided. Yes. You are guided. Hallelujah. Go to 1 Samuel chapter 16. Let's read from verse 1. Let's, let me give you an example. Now I want to give you examples of people who missed the instructions of God. Okay? And the costs. What it cost them. So I'll show you some people in the Old Testament. Stories of people who did not heed to instructions and who did not heed to corrections. When they corrected them, they didn't... Oh, that's what I... Oh, now this one, this one too is what? That was the end of their lives. Or the end of their ministry. Or the end of whatever they were doing. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 1. Chapter 15, verse 1. Samuel also said unto Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint thee to be king over his people, over Israel. Now therefore, you remember, how many of you remember Samuel? And Saul. Not Saul of the New Testament, Saul of the Old Testament. There was a guy called, the first king of Israel was called Saul. He was anointed to be king in First Samuel chapter 10. Now, f- five chapters later, God is coming to show him the reason why he made him what he has made him. Do you understand? Uh, there's a reason why you are here. Sometimes we say, let's work for the Lord. Every time they say we should work for the Lord, we show we should work for the Lord. You don't know that that's why you have come. You don't know that that will be your salvation. That will secure your life. That will, that will take you away from a lot of foolishness. Plenty. But why are they worrying us? Don't they know that we must work? Don't they know that we are tired? Don't they Someone also said unto Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint you to be king over Israel. Over his people over Israel. Now therefore, hearken, listen, tie. Have you heard of the preacher who will say, shout and say, tie. <laughs> You've not heard of him? Oh, Prophet Dodro. Kofiodro. Tie. Say hallelujah. Some also said to the, the, the blah, blah, blah. Eh? Hearken, listen unto the voice of the voice of the Lord. How is Saul getting the information? How is Saul getting the information? From Samuel. Who is Samuel? Now prophet, oh, now prophet, now man of God. Now man of God. Now person. Eh? Now human being. Now person. He wasn't a, there was no red hat that he was wearing. He was a human being, normal guy that had come. The one through whom Saul was made king. So he was Saul's, Saul was his son. And he was Saul's father. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Uh So he's giving him the word of God. Like, listen to what God is saying. Listen. Hearken. Pay attention. Do what I'm telling you. 
My son, attend to my words. What are you talking about? My son, attend to my words. All these people, when they are talking, they are just talking out of their stomach. My son, attend to my word. These pastors, they talk too much. Every time they are saying we should listen to instruction, instruction, instruction. You don't like all these things. Listen to me, hearken to me. <laughs> now, therefore, hearken unto the voice of the words of the Lord. Next verse. That saith the Lord of hosts, I remember that which Amalek did to Israel. You see, Saul was not reading the Bible. If he was reading the Bible, he would have known what Amalek did to Israel in, in Exodus chapter 17. But he has not been reading the Bible much. So he didn't really understand what was at stake. How important that instruction was. He didn't understand it. I remember that which Amalek did to Israel. How he laid wait for him in the way when he came up from Egypt. I remember. God, God just remembered. Does God forget? Emphatically not. But he works with timing. Now go and smite Amalek. Like, kill everybody. And utterly destroy all that they have. And spare them not. But slay both man and woman. Infant and suckling. Ox and sheep. Camel and ass. All the bottoms. Kill everybody. <laughs> kill everything. Kill everyone. Is that a difficult instruction to do? What, what does it mean? What it means is that God has given them to you. You see, that is, that is what happens. Though. Keep your finger here. Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Let's read verse, verse 12. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 12. Go to verse 11. As you know how we exalted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father does his children. Next verse. That you would walk worthy of God who has called you unto his kingdom and glory. He says, we give you instructions as to what you should do so that you might, you might walk worthy of the Lord. Okay? Next verse, verse 13. For this cause also thank we God. This is Paul talking to his people, the Thessalonian church. He says, for this cause, thank we God without ceasing. Because when you received the word of God, when you heard the word of God that we spoke to you, which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men. You did not receive this as a word of men. But as it is in truth, the word of God. It is the word of God. We are not talking out of our stomachs. When you see us standing here talking to you, or when you see us standing there talking to you normally, it's not normal. Please. Yeah? All those who consider their pastor's words important, they do well. Yeah? Sis. You received it not as a word of men. You did not receive it as a word. Because some people received it as a word of men. Some people heard of the word of God and fought. When they heard it, they go angry and started fighting. The Pharisees heard Jesus and they fought. They heard God talking. And the response to God talking was that, you will kill this guy. Look at this nonsense guy. Yeah, those were the senior pastors. Senior pastors killed God. <laughs> When it was time for Jesus to die, Jesus did all of his miracles, most of his miracles in Galilee. When it was time for him to die, he moved to Jerusalem. Okay? Because Galilee did not have many pastors who would kill him. Jerusalem had all the senior pastors who would kill him. <laughs> all the bishops were there. Hey! But as it is in truth, the word of God, then he says, because you received it as the word of God, which, worketh, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. If you don't receive as the word of God, it will not work in you. It will not cause things to change. Because you didn't receive it as the word of God. You received it as the word of men. 
Are you what I'm talking about? If you receive as the word of God, it will work for you. Sometimes we prophesy to you. So this will happen in your life. Amen. Where you go? All these things, they are calm. Every time they are saying that this will happen, this will happen. We don't see anything. That's why you will never see it. But if you receive it as the word of God, if you hold on to it. You see, why is Bishop Oedipo's church very powerful? They don't joke with his words. They don't joke with his words. The people know that. Charlie, this man, when he speaks, and you take it seriously. Now, prior to that, do you think some people were not taking his words? Do you think some people were taking his words seriously? They were not taking his words seriously. Oh, I know people who have known him for very long, and they, they say things. Oh, they were not minding him much. But when they heard that, hey, some people minded the thing and then it worked. Then people started believing some more. Yeah. That is why Shopoedebo will say, nobody can kill any of my sons or my daughters. It means you have to make yourself a son and make yourself a daughter. Or else your life is at risk. You are going to die. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't just be in the church. You will just die. You are talking about Nigeria. You, you, uh, Constant, Constance is here. What is it? What is it? Where are the others? Yeah, you are here. Where are you? Daniel, you are here. Nigeria is not easy. You can just die. Yeah. One guy sat in a bus. It's only in Nigeria that these things happen. You sit in a trotro that you are going to a doom. Full trotro with human beings inside. 15 people inside. You say you are going to a doom. By the time you open your eyes, you are in Paga, in a forest somewhere in Paga. Yeah. They just blow something there in the back. And everybody goes to bed. That's it. When you wake up again, you are in the ritual house. They are butchering people. So this guy sat in a car. He was wearing a, a 25th anniversary cloth. Bishop Oedipo 25th anniversary cloth, which had his head inside. You know, they would put the, the founder's head inside and then they would do something around. Founded this one, this one. His head was inside like that. And he found himself, he sat in a bus. They just blew the thing. And he fell asleep. He ended up there. In a racial house. They were butchering people. He was the third person to be butchered. And before the butcher, they tell you, remove all your clothes. So he moved, they told him, remove your clothes. He removed his trousers, removed his boxer shorts, and said he would not take off the shirt. They fought. He said, I'm not taking off this shirt. Never. So they go and do it. Man, push him into there. Ritual, the actual place where they are butchering people. When he entered, he saw people who had been butchered, their hands, legs, everything like that. For rituals, of course. When he got there, the head in the dress started talking. Hey! Leave my son alone! If you touch him, you die! You die. The, the head, the printed head of Bishop Oedipo in the shirt was talking. Leave my son alone! The ritualist said, Hey! Now, we finish for the day. Clear everybody. Make everybody go. Everybody, they, they sent everybody away. What is this? Let, let, let everybody go. One woman too was looking for somebody. was looking for a house. She was looking for a house. With a, she had a child at the back. Another child was there. You know? She was looking for a house. And then she entered a certain house and said, Oh, I'm looking for this house. It's, please, this is one. They said, Oh, is this one? Enter. When she entered and she entered the hall, it was a place of rituals. When they heard that someone was coming, they just got the butcher people. Then they just they were just standing in the hall, waiting for her children to come, like three people at once. They are going to kill them. When she entered and saw them, she didn't panic. She took, you know, Bishop Oedipo will bless oil for you. There are so many people there, you can't touch everybody. So oil is very important. He will teach you it's in the Bible. It's clear. She took the oil. 
This is the, the this is the woman. This is the mantle of my father. We should play the pool. Burn, burn. She started throwing, throwing it on the people. They started, they caught, everybody caught fire. They all started burning. That's the oil. The oil touched you, and then you are burning. They had cutlasses and they were started burning. She put her oil back into her bag and walked out with her children. Shut Why? Instruction. Like when they say, this, use this for this. Do this. Believe in the word. And you believe it. If you take it as a word of God, it will work for you. If you don't take it as a word of God, forget it. Forget it. Forget. It's not going to work. Christ them as another bus kidnapped like that. They bust everybody. When they opened their eyes, they were in another place as well. The guy was listening to a message, Pastor Chris message. I don't know if you remember that story. Pastor Ivan, do you remember? The guy was listening to a Pastor Chris message. And they blew the thing and he fell asleep. And they were all there. When he woke up, he was in the queue, ready to be butchered. He was the last but one to be butchered. And he didn't know what to do, whether to speak in tongues. To, hey, he was just there. The lady by, there was a lady, the, the last person was a lady. It was just, yeah, God, yeah. She's a Christian. But because she has not been listening to the word, to the instruction, there's no word inside. So she was just, yeah, yeah. The guy said that there was this guy, the guy before him, you know, was also a Christian. But he was saying, oh, my, my mama tell me, oh, my mama tell me, my mother told me, oh, look at me. They butchered him sharp. Sharp. In that time of danger, it's your mother, you remember. You don't remember the word of God. Yeah, she was, my mama tell me, oh, they were slamming, come on, shut up. She put him, in, and then he, they butchered him, sharp, sharp, sharp. Ah, that's all you hear. Ah, and that's the end. Yeah, ah, it's finished. The guy has entered either heaven or hell. So this guy was there. He didn't know what to do. Then the Holy Spirit within told him, start speaking in tongues. Then he started bringing the message he had been hearing. Not the ones he was, he was listening to. The messages he has been hearing. Long time. Started coming up. Podcasts started coming like that. Then he started speaking in tongues. When he started doing that, the lady by him was like, oh, you're a Christian. She also started speaking in tongues. She also gained boldness to start speaking. Because there were people behind them to butcher them. Like if you do listen to the one behind will also be child. He started speaking to them. When they said, Hey, keep quiet. He said, if I die, I die. I don't care. Then the ritualist inside said, hey, it's okay. It's, we are finished for the day. Take those three people out of this place. Take them out now. They took them out. We found ourselves back in a proper place in Lagos. So on the day of problems, of trouble, it is the content of the instructions that has come in that will work. That's what will rise up. If you have not been minding us, we say listen to podcasts. Where is all that? We say listen to five minutes. Where is all that? We say read the Bible. We give you a book to read. You are just insulting. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Something will come. And it will test to see whether you were listening when they told you to listen. You see, so, so, so I was told, go and kill it. How difficult is the instruction? Kill everybody. Kill everybody. He went, he killed some. And brought some. Let's go to that place. Go down. From verse what? 12. Let's read from verse 12. And when someone rose early to meet Saul in the morning, 
it was told Samuel, saying, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, his head him a, a place, and has gone about and passed on and gone down to Gilgal. Next verse. And Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said unto him, Blessed be thou of the Lord, I have performed the commandment, I have done all that the Lord said I should do. And Samuel said, What minute then this bleating of the sheep in my ears? Because God said, Kill everything. Kill everything. He has edited the instruction. He has taken some out and he has done some. What do I hear? What then? What minute this, then this bleating of the sheep in, the, in my ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? What's, what's all these animals' voices I'm hearing? Next verse. And Saul so said, They have brought them from the Amalekites. He didn't say, I have. He says, They have brought them. <laughs> he didn't want to put the problem on so They have brought them from the Amalekites. For the people spared the people. Spare the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. We saved, we saved them to sacrifice to God. Was that the instruction? Did God say he wants you to sacrifice that thing to him? He said burn everything. Kill everything. Dude not, he didn't answer. He didn't listen to everything. Next verse. Then someone said unto Saul, Stay and I'll tell thee what the Lord has said to me this night. And he said unto him, Say one. Let me tell you what God has told me. Next verse. And someone said, When thou was little in your own eyes, was thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed the king over Israel when you were little in your own eyes. It's okay. And the Lord sent to thee, sent thee on a journey, and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they be consumed. Verse 19. Wherefore then didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord? Why do you not obey? The voice of the Lord. But this fly upon the spoil and this evil in the sight of God. Why did you take the spoil? Why did you take all these things? Is that what God told you? And Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and have gone the way which the Lord sent me and have brought Agag the king of Amalek. Amalek. Ah, did he say you should bring anybody? Did he say you? And I've utterly destroyed the Amalek. Why? Like, he wasn't even seeing that he had, made a, he had committed a blunder. But the people took off the spoil, sheep and oxen, the chief of the things which, that, which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. He was not repenting. This was the difference between, between Saul and David. When you tell David that, hey, you've committed a blunder, he will just start apologizing immediately against God. Like, if it's God, let's not talk too much. I am sorry, God, it's me. I did it. But for some, even when God has seen you that you have done this and we are correcting you, you start explaining. You have explanations. Oh, but what? But what? But what? That is where your problem is. You will not keep quiet and hear the instruction and hear the correction and say sorry. You will talk back. Oh, but it wasn't my fault. Oh, pastor, it wasn't my fault. I'm trying. Can't you see that I'm trying? You're not appreciating me at all. After all that has happened, that pastor, you dear. Eh? <laughs> and someone said, As the Lord has great delight in burning offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord, Behold, this is what I want you to see before I close. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. And to hearken than the fat of rams. Look at the next verse. For rebellion. Do you know rebellion? The opposite of instructions is rebellion. Yeah. Do you know rebellion? Oh, what's all this? Oh, I've heard, but I'll not take it. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. So there are a lot of witches in the church. 
You are treading on the course of witchcraft. You are a child of God who is treading on the path of witchcraft. It says, if, God, if the Lord does not chastise you, he does not, you are not a son. You are a bastard. No, it's, it's New Testament. It's New Testament. It's New Testament. Hebrews chapter 12. Yeah. It's a new creation message. I'm preaching a new creation message. You think I'm preaching something? I'm preaching a new creation message. New creation does not mean that you can do whatever you want to do. No. That's a stupidity. For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft and stubbornness. Hmm? Stubbornness. These two things. Rebellion. Stubborn. You are stubborn. You went to fornicate one. And you came. We said, oh, it's okay. Don't worry. Jesus is Lord. We prayed for you. Everything is fine. Then you do it again and again and again. You're a stubborn child. What you are telling you don't like. HIV is coming for you. I'm telling you. I speak the truth. I lie not. My conscience bearing me witness. HIV is coming for you. And there's nothing anybody can do about it. We say give tight. Oh, you say when we talk about tight, it's like we are saying twinkle, twinkle, little sass. Give tight. Also, there's the always looking for money. That is why the devil can just come into your life and do whatever he wants to do. That is why when your trouble comes, it will come like an avalanche. Like a tsunami. Stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Hmm? To obey is better than sacrifice. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness. A lot of stubborn people in the church. Stubborn. Do you know a stubborn person? Let's check the dictionary meaning of stubborn. Let's find out what does it mean to be stubborn, and let's see if you are inside. Ask your neighbor, are you inside? Are you inside? All those of you who are listening to the message, are you inside? Ask your neighbor who is sitting by you as you're watching the message, are you inside? Hey, message. Not doing what God tells you is far worse than fooling around in the occult. Getting self-important around God is far worse than making deals with your dead ancestors. Because you said no to God's command, he says no to your kinship. That day he lost his kinship. Stubborn. What's the meaning of stubborn? Stubborn. Uh-huh. Thank you, Daddy. Refusing to change your ideas or to stop doing something. I can say some. I like it. I like it. I like Refusing. It. It's like pin. Pin. This was. This is actually my. This was I'm supposed to start my message, but I didn't. I didn't get to start it from there. So, but we have to close. Jesus is Lord. Next week is there. Tell me. Refusing to change your ideas. Refusing to change your ideas. Or what? Or your opinion. Or to stop doing something. Or to stop doing something. You are a stubborn person. You don't want to change your ideas. Your views. Where you are coming from, you sleep with everybody. Now God is telling you, everybody should keep his vessel. It's like every time I'm talking about fornication. I realize like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fornication preacher. But um, you see, I'm just... Because some people are mad. You know, there's something wrong with your brain. God says, no. You say, I like it. I love it. I will do it. Whether you like it or not. How can you take this lovely thing away from me? My freedom. Look at your face. You don't look at me. You are looking somewhere. Talking to you. Look at me. 
We say sing the song this way. I like it the way I've been singing it. This is how I learned it. It's more professional. Hey. Me, I don't with people who, who do some things. So. I'll fire you, you know, even though I fired you. That's how I am. I'll just work around you. Shop. I'm gone. That's how I am. I don't talk much. If I say one, two, three, you're not minding me. Okay. I have people who mind me. I'll just pop. Before I realize I've done what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. I'll look for something else for you to do. Sharp. That will take you farther away. I realize you are going farther. Like you have been, you realize you are very far. Ah, what's, what is happening? You have, have put you far. You don't know. Just working. Yeah. That's how God does his things. He will fire you without noticing that he has fired, fired you. You'll be, you'll be in the system, but you've been fired. <laughs> Stubbornness. Stubbornness. Eh? Ideas and what? Opinions hanging on to your opinions and to your attitude. What, what, what does it say? Uh-huh. Same thing, but attitude is added. Determination not to change your opinion or determining not to change your opinion or your attitude. Oh, no, so your attitude. Sanam it here. This is how I am. What are you talking about? Do you know how many changes I've gone through to be where I am? I described myself to you last Sunday, last Wednesday. Bad boy, look at me. I've had to undergo a lot of changes. You know, on Sunday, my wife, was, my wife said something about me that warmed my heart. Like, it really blessed me. She, she was standing here, she was talking. She said something. I've not told her, but it really warmed my heart. She said that he has a very big heart. It's like, oh, wow, I have a big heart. I didn't know I have a big heart. I didn't know I have a big heart. I was, I was really impressed about myself. Like, wow, I have a big, I have a big heart. I didn't know. Yeah, coming from her lips, it's like, it's like, wow, wow, I'm blessed. I didn't have a big heart, <laughs> And even if you think I have a big heart, I don't. I'm now trying to get some. Yeah. 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 You must be, ch- you must change. Like, you must change. Something must change about your life. Or what do you think? Something must change about your life. Something must change about your life. Yeah, something must change about your life. You must become more spiritual. More spiritual. You see, the moment we start lowering our standards as a church, okay, we'll start finding lesbians and gays and homosexuals and everything. We'll be blessing their marriages. We'll be, that's what's happening in America. We'll be blessing their marriages because we've, we've lowered the standard where everybody can do whatever they want. But it's not like everybody cannot do whatever they want to do. You can't just do whatever you want to do. No. Wherever you came from, when we are preaching, you can stand up and go out. But you can't do that here. No, we don't have that culture. We don't have that culture. Why are you going? If the president was here and was talking and you felt like we were, what will you do? You postpone the we. You just tell the we, hey, go back. <laughs> have you done some before? You tell the we, hey, hey, go back, go back, go back. Be careful. Like the way Kuku said, Kuku said, hey, be careful. Yeah, it will just go back. You postpone it because your bladder can expand for a very big, yes, can expand. You just stand up, pop up, you're going. Why? Is, why? You don't want to change your ideas, your concepts, your whatever, your opinions, even though we are saying it every time we are saying it. It's not right. It's not right. Hmm? Yeah. It's not right at all. You see, we are going for follow up. All of us are going. Let's go for a soul winning. The whole church, we are winning souls. 
the, you'll be surprised at the whole church. When you say the whole church, when you, when you say whole church, you'll be surprised. The whole church. Hey. And people never show up on a Wednesday seven. Never. Never. We force us to categorize you. We have category A members and category B members. Yeah. Category A members are those who come for midweek service, like yourself. Yeah, you are categorized. You see, I won't preach this on Sunday. Have you realized I, would, I won't say this on Sunday? Yeah, because you can't say when you are saying, some people will be looking at you like, ah, yeah. Some people can take it. Some people can take it. So I preach it like this and play it on a Sunday morning. So this one it will be played on a Sunday morning. So while they are saying it, I'm not around. <laughs> Stubbornness, stubbornness, unchanging. I will not change. One gun man said something. You know, his son was preaching to him and he said, You will not mind his son. And his son said, Hey, you will go to hell. Then the man said that if I get to heaven and Peter tells me to go to hell, I will tell him, Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah means I will not go. You can come and say that. He says, when I go to heaven and Peter tells me to go to hell because of whatever, I'll tell him, yeah. If they like this, you come and pull me there. You see, he lacks understanding. A foolish man. <laughs> the mind is Chukomilo. He doesn't know. Yeah. Stubbornness. Stop on it. No texting whilst we are in church. Whilst we are preaching. You see somebody. Right now, we can't even say anything because it's like, you, that is your Bible. You are typing your notes. But it's a lie. You are not typing your notes. You know yourself. You are not typing your notes. You are replying someone's message. Sorry? You are Facebooking whilst we are preaching. I nearly, I wanted to say something, but I won't say it. What, what will happen to you if when your father is talking to you, you are looking at Facebook? I guess. I guess as he's talking. <laughs> okay. What what do you think will happen? You know the slap that takes you to hell and brings you back. Pa! You see people doing it in church. Whilst the message is coming. Yeah. We say when, the, when when we say praise the Lord, respond, say hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Shout glory. You don't do anything. Newcastle disease has caught. Do you know Newcastle disease? Yeah, when chicken, ha- Newcastle disease is what makes them die. Like, you can just go and pick them. They will not move nothing. They will just be there. A lot of people in the church. Newcastle disease, they are just there. Whatever you do, whatever you say, whatever you. You don't know that there are demons worrying. There are, those are demons. Oh. Maybe I'll start talking about demonology so that you understand what demons are. When we say demons, a lot of people think about some strange something. But it's not like that. You think about the Nigerian movie type of thing. Where the guy is standing here and then the, someone like, Pew! and then they'll be fighting. It's not, it's not like that. Though. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Demons, demons affect you in your attitude. In your stubbornness. Yeah. In your hardness. Your resistance. That is, those are demons. Yes. Those are demons. I was watching a video some time ago. Powerful message. Some of the things in front there like that. Looking at the picture like this. No, throughout the meeting. I don't know. And you know, this person is a visiting minister. It's not like he's, he's in the church with them that 
He said, this, he had just come to come and preach. And the person sitting there, like with that face, threw out the message. I could clearly see manifestation of demons. That's someone who's demonically affected. There's something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. So brothers and sisters, try. Lead to instructions. When they say, Amen. Let's all respond. Amen. Let's say, give the Lord a shout. Let's all shout. They say, oh, we are going here. Let's go. If you say, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. What are we going to Are we going to kill you? Are we going to teach you how to do some things, some wrong things? No. We're just, just helping you. Just trying to do something for God. That's all. That's all. That's all. Nothing else. Charlie, what are we doing? What? I wouldn't have known you. You wouldn't have known me if it wasn't because of the Lord. Yeah, so let's, let's just search for it together. Decide that you open your heart. Decide that you go down. Decide that you listen to instructions. When they say go, you go. When they say come, you come. When they say do this, you do it. As simple as that. It's a very simple thing. Let us have peace so that we can do what we are doing with joy. Do you understand? Yeah, with joy. Like when, when, you're, when, the, when we're coming to preach, we are happy. Some, there are preachers who don't, there are pastors who don't want to preach to their people. Because of how their people are. And one pastor was talking about how that he invited somebody. He's been inviting this particular person to come to church on a regular, every year he lets him come, convention, and all that. He comes to come and preach. And he said that he was angry with the pastor and with his congregation. With that particular prophet who has been coming to the church, that he has been inviting, and with his congregation. Because when the prophet comes, he sees his congregation line up with gifts for this prophet. And he that is working on the people every Sunday, every midweek, every whatever, they don't mind him. He, he has even made this guy popular. Because when he's coming to church, you print his banner, big and put it on the junction and put it in the city and all that, this person is coming. They don't mind the pastor, they mind the prophet. He said he's angry with the, he's angry with the people. Yeah. He says, listen, don't, go back to Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 13 verse 17. That's our anchor scripture, isn't it? Obey your spiritual leaders and submit to them, continually recognizing the authority over you. For they are constantly keeping watch over your souls and guarding your spiritual welfare as men who have to render an account of their trust. I'll talk about that next week. Do your part. Have you seen it? There's a part you need to do. What is that part? Become soft. Decide that I will allow myself to be pastored. Yeah, as simple as that. I'll follow instructions. Do your part. Let them do this with gladness. Not with sighing and groaning. Like when, we, when we think about you, ah, God. Four years. This guy has been in this church. Four years. Look at his life. Like you are an expression, okay, of the defeat of the word of God. You have defeated, your life has defeated the word of God. Yes. Four years. The word of God has been coming to you. Four years. Nothing has changed. The problem you walked in here with is the same problem you have. Because if you refuse to change some things, if you refused, if you refused, if you refused to listen to the instructions that we are giving on the, on the tapes, oh, remember you, you just sigh. Hmm. I remember talking, my wife and myself were talking about somebody. You know, she brought the person up. And I said, hmm. Then she also said, hmm. What a conversation. Yeah. Two days later, Pastor Eugene came to come and say some things about the person to me. I said, hmm. 
emphasize you said mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yes been on yes instead of going forward you are going backwards i hear he says he wants to kill himself i said he should proceed <laughs> ah what should i say proceed proceed without caution yeah proceed is yeah, do quickly what thou doest do quickly <laughs> It's good. It's good. But later on, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, so I said, I'll call him. Yeah. I have a big heart there. <laughs> I'll call him. Don't tell me, oh, call him. Don't mind. Don't worry. Call him. He shouldn't die. Call him again. Yeah. All because we say, do this. I won't do it. So that they will do it without sighing and groaning. For that would not be profitable for you either. It will not be profitable for you. Maybe another one I'm preaching to. I'm preaching to somebody else. Maybe to, it will concern you in the future. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think, me, I, to me, I don't think you are the one I'm preaching to. I think I'm preaching to somebody else or saying it in the future. So that we don't do it with science. When we remember you are, ah, what's all this? Eh? The Bible says, in the city of Ephesus, so mightly grew the word of God and prevailed, but not in your life. The word of God is not growing mightily and prevailing. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1. Pray for us that the word of God might have free course and be glorified, even as it has done with you. The word of God is not being glorified in your life. Like, the word of God is not glorified in your life. You are like a thorny ground. Or like a wayside ground. We are preaching a sowing season. Stay here. You don't think that what we do on the pulpit is important for you. You just, for a lot, a lot of people, church is a social place. That is why we have all kinds of people in the church. I'm not talking about this church. I'm talking about the church in general. Because everybody, a lot of people think that the house of God is a social place. They come to buy pie and cook after church. Kusiani meku. Eh? Egg and pepper. <laughs> yeah, so after service, that's what they are looking at. That kind of feeling of having friends, you are all eating together, you are moving up. That is all you are thinking about. So that when the problem comes in your life, you don't attack it with a word. There's no faith. You understand what I'm talking about? There's no faith. There's no faith. You won't give your tithe. That's what plenty problems. Plenty. So we'll talk about tithing in September. I'll talk about the whole of September. I'm talking about tithing, tithe. Like why you should tithe? Because some people don't see that. Like they don't know. So poverty has enveloped them. It's as though we are liars. You guess? As though we are liars. Someone came to ask me a question. Pastor, I, I did switch showing last year. I didn't see anything. Why should I do it this year? Hey. Someone said that to me. Not once. Not twice. It did the last two years. It did nothing happen. Last year, nothing happened. Yeah. Eh. Why? You should be asking yourself, why is it not working for me? Why is it working for some people? Why is it not working for me? I mean, it's working for me because I do it by faith. And I've told you and taught you how to do it by faith. Is it my fault? It's not my fault. It's your fault. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands towards heaven and just thank God for what he has said to you. Father, we are grateful.
God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.